Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next uh, episode of D4C Connects. We're excited to uh, have you here today, and I am very excited to have Dr. Marty Montgomery here today uh, to talk to. Uh, Dr. Montgomery uh, is the doctor owner of Lone Star Pediatric Dental out in Austin, Texas, and uh, a recent affiliate of D4C Dental Brands. We affiliated with Dr. Marty's practice in uh, late December of 2020. So, uh, we're about uh, six months uh, past affiliation when we recorded this podcast. And so we're really excited to talk to Dr. Montgomery today and, and learn about um, his journey of building the practice, of identifying uh, a partner to help him continue to grow and continue the culture that, that he's built for uh, his practices out in Texas, and, uh, and ultimately what the process was like once he selected uh, D4C Dental Brands. So uh, I'm honored to be here with you guys and honored to be here with Dr. Marty and uh, really excited uh, about this discussion. For those of you that uh, don't remember, remember me from the prior podcast in D4C Connects, I'm Andy Linus, General Counsel and Compliance Officer here at D4C Dental Brands and uh, really excited again to uh, be here today. So Dr. Montgomery, you want to introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about Lone Star and, and how you got that off the ground and um, your kind of vision and uh, goal of the practice when you started it. Absolutely, Andy. Happy Friday. It's good to be you, be with you, and we never forget you. All right? Oh, you're so nice. You're so nice. <laughs> so you're bringing us, you're bringing me back to a while ago. It's where where it all started with Lone Star and the vision. Um, as you know, my wife Rachel's a pediatric dentist as well, and it really started with our family. My brother was a dentist, and that kind of I kind of grew up in dentistry. My sister was a dental hygienist, and on Rachel's side, her father was one of the original kind of cosmetic. Uh, dentist and really went around and traveled and so it was very um that's kind of what started for us and our passion growing up and working in in dentistry and really getting to know it and then fast forward to going into dental school um Rachel and uh was a little bit ahead of me and she was um I was a marketing major and decided to go in, into dental school wanted to be an entrepreneur and for, for me that was about owning a dental practice and so uh being from texas we applied on the on the east coast and west coast both got in on the east coast side and started our path and really kind of met our mentors up there learned a lot from them and that's really where lone star started and we um kind of grew with them went into residency made a lot of good contacts and really learned a lot of information and brought that back home to Texas, to, to Austin, as you said, into central Texas. And from there on over, I guess, from 2010 to 2020 until we affiliated and uh, joined uh, D4C as a partner, we grew our, our, our business to about 14 locations, um, started in and obviously especially practice with pedo, ortho and oral surgery. Oh, wow. So you had 14 offices. Um, that had to, it, tell me about that. I mean, to go from one to two to three to four to 10, I mean, that you probably felt stretched thin at some point there, right? You know, it's interesting. I get that. We get that question a lot. It really wasn't, you know, was it the plan or the vision? We knew we possibly might have a couple of offices, but there wasn't a goal about quantity. It was really about quality. Mm. And um, I think what we learned early on, we were fortunate and blessed. That it was really about people, right? Right people in the right seat. And we were blessed with Dr. Todd and Dr. Craig, who I'll get into a little bit in their roles, and then Rachel and, and ours, and then our support team. But um, and that kind of, as we got into that, and really were passionate about that, it, it kind of led to people reaching out to us in the, in, you know, in the Austin area or in Central Texas, 
hey, we, we might be leaving. You guys be interested, you're interested in these practices. No, we're fine. And we kind of put it off and then kept on happening. And, you know, it ended up being the right fit. And we would look at these practices and say, hey, you know what? We really, this is the right fit for us and our team. We really think that we can grow and grow the way that we want to. Um, and, and so that's kind of how it started to 14 practices, but there's definitely growing pains in any business, Andy, as you know, all right, um, doing one to three practices is different than doing three to eight and how you assemble your team and get your team together, which is different than how you do eight to 20. You have to adjust and acclimate. And we definitely had to, had to pivot and do those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. And you touched on this, Dr. Marty. One of the cool things about the practices um, that have really impressed me in, in the short time that I've gotten to know your team and, and you all is, is the culture that you all built. And you talk a little bit about that, kind of the culture around uh, kind of the patient centeredness that you guys had and, and really the focus on team members like you, you talked about. Yeah, we are passionate about that. And that also is what led us, you know, to meeting D4C and partnering with us and building something better to, to, together. But we were really passionate about, okay, if we're going to do this, how do we do it right? We all as clinicians want to talk about, you know, you know, patient care, pay, you know, quality of care, the patient experience, and then the culture of our team. You know, we, we, we early on, we were really big into let's love, let's, let's praise on our team, get them to where they need to be and really take care of one another. And that would hopefully flow down to patient experience, quality of care, and then growing the practice. And so we were very passionate about that. So we came up, we got into KPIs, as you well know, key, key performance indicators, but more importantly, our core values. And this was one thing that with D4C was one of the boxes that we checked when we were looking for a capital partner. And, and we have six that we still use today. And that's positivity. We want a positive team that comes to work. It's much better. It's challenging what we do at times, but it's also really rewarding. And to have a, have a positive atmosphere, it's just good to come to work with positive team members, you enjoy it, it's fun. Integrity, we wanted to do every day our work and how we treat our patients and one another. We wanted to put our head on the pillow at night and feel good about that. So integrity was another one. Flexibility, being a group specialty practice, as you know, in pedo, ortho, and oral surgery, dealing with specialists, you know, we're working together. So we have to be flexible. We have to be flexible with our teams, with our patients, and most importantly, with one, with one another in order to really get the outcomes that we desire, right? Um, one team uh, kind of speaks for itself. Um, we are one team, servant-minded. We looked at ourselves as a service industry of healthcare, right? So how we, can we provide the best service, right? And then last but not least, whatever it takes to make sure that patient experience is as good as possible. Yeah. And so those were really six core values that we tried to hone. And as you know, we're human, we're not perfect, but we, you know, we, we learn from those opportunities and really, really try to magnify our strengths with that. Yeah. Wow. So you, you, you built this, uh, this great culture, you built uh, one to 14 practices, uh, 10 years, it's been a decade. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, kind of your thought process when you started thinking about that partnership or, or kind of what your options were, right? How, how do we continue this momentum and continue this growth? What talk, talk me through those stages. And then I want to get to those very specific boxes you mentioned, um, but, but there was probably some, some process you went through before you even got to listing out the things. What, what were those various avenues and, and how did you go about picking the, the partnership uh, route? Yeah, so if I may, it was Rachel and I, and then Dr. Dr. Uh, Craig, who went to residency with me, and he's dual trained in pedo and ortho. I want to start a little bit with that. He became an ortho, ortho clinical director, and we needed to fill that spot. And great partner, amazing clinician, and it just fit the way that we worked together with me, him, and Rachel. And then we were very blessed and fortunate 
to come across Dr. Todd, who's our pedo clinical director, and he works with us, with our doctor team, onboarding, training. And so we had all those pieces in place as we were growing from seven to 10 to 14. And you do hit those growing pains in those six dis disciplines that we talk about, whether it be marketing, IT, HR, compliance, our, our finance and ops team. So we were at that point in around 2016, we knew where dentistry was going and we were excited about where dentistry was going in terms of the DSO space. And we were looking at various types of capital partners. So we were like, hey, let's get educated in this. So we really kind of started doing that in 2016, learning, gaining some knowledge um, and looking at see who would be our, our, who would be the, or what you talked about, those boxes that we would want to check for us to pivot and go and move forward with a capital partner. And so we started looking at that. We started learning about the DSO space and really what they could do with us and for us. And as you know, clinicians and and those disciplines coming together is really important and magical because we need both enough, both, you know, both each other and really to grow a great business and a better business together. So that's really where the passion and the fire started with us is who would be the right partner with us and when is the right time for us? Yeah. And what were those, what were those boxes? You talked culture was a big one. Mm -hmm. um, talk about kind of the other ones. What were the other things you put sure, in the absolutely. hot when you have to think about it? Being a group, you know, being a, being a group specialty practice, mm -hmm. pedo, ortho, oral surgery, we really wanted to try to work with specialists as much mm -hmm. as possible because we understand each other. And it's just a great connection in terms of pedo, ortho, and oral surgery. They go well, really, really well together. So a group specialty practice and, and, you know, that had our culture, those six core values, right, that really had our vision as well to where we wanted to go in the state of Texas as far as growth, you know. As clinicians, we definitely want the clinical autonomy. Um, that's extremely important, but we'd like to have a voice and a true partnership. And um, for us, open honesty and transparency was key. And as we got, you know, fast forward, as we got to know and learn about D4C, all of those boxes as we started, you know, making our pros and cons or our box list, if you will, they started checking off. And so, you know, the group specially practiced you know, the, the core values, the growth and the vision for Texas, the support in terms of those six disciplines that we talked about, that was really important for us in terms of, okay, if we're going to stop doing what we're doing, this makes a lot of, a lot of sense to take some chips off the table and really join someone a little bit bigger than us that can really help us as we help them. And what I, another thing I'll say, Andy, that I really love about the leadership team within D4C, whether it be the doctor owner team or what we call the C-suite with Michael, Chris, and Tony, yourself, y'all are open. Y'all, you, you're, you're very passionate about best practices as we are. So we might bring something to the table. And what I love, and I know what our doctor team loves, if it's something that D4C hasn't done prior to our affiliation, you're open to that. What's best practices? And we're, and we're constantly looking at how do we improve day to day and what's best in terms of growth for the for the business and so all of those things are really important and, and have been great for us in our transition wow yeah i think that's a that's a great list you know uh, an organization that that has radically patient-centeredness like you talked about uh, culture uh clinical autonomy respect for the clinician uh and um and, and then also uh, a, a leadership team in an organization that's willing to learn, uh, that's not going to come in and, and, like I say, throw the binder down and say, this is the way to do it, but is, is willing to kind of listen and partner. I think those are great checkboxes, probably the checkboxes that a lot of other um, folks sitting in your seat now might be thinking about 
what, what advice would you give them in terms of how uh, you all vetted or, or how to vet um, potential partners looking at those boxes? What type of diligence did you do? Because look, I mean, I, I, uh, in my biased opinion, I think we're the best at this, but clearly that there are others. Um, and, uh, and I know you all went through the process. What, what advice would you give in terms of how to kick the tires on, on various um, potential partners using the, that lens that you described? Absolutely. I think you've got to know who you are and where you want to go, right? What kind of quality of life you want and what's your strengths are and what your opportunities for improvement in, and then look at what is a capital partner look for you. I mean, look, look like to you in terms of what you're maybe missing, or maybe you don't want to go to in terms of go down that road and you need some help with that, you know, and really, I think like-mindedness, someone that wants to grow with your vision, that really wants to support you and what, what you're trying to do. And for us to really to simplify it, joining something that's not only bigger, and we are the largest, but also the quality, you know, the, the passion and the growth to be our very, to be our very best. And I think at, under D4C, we're doing that. And we're, we, we, we're, we talk about that. We talk about, hey, how can we get better? And I think as when you're looking for a partner, you want a true partnership, right? And what do I mean by that? Someone like we just talked about that's going to listen, but it's also going to help us as we help bring what's best practices to the table. So you really got to define what is your why, right? And what are you looking for in a partner? And then do your diligence, like you talked about, checking under the hood, right? And looking at that and what's their, what's their reputation? What's their success? Where are they going? Does it, is it a good fit? Yeah, perfect. And, and so, so you did that, you guys went through the process, you, you opened the hood. I know you, you, our team came out to you, you came out to us, a lot of discussions back and forth. Um, ultimately, and we're very excited that you did, you chose D4C Dental Brands. Talk to, talk to me about that or, or, or folks that are, that are listening or watching this podcast. Um, you know, once you made that decision that, okay, this, I need to do the capital partner out. I've got this checklist. I looked at a bunch of different folks. I've chosen D4C Dental Brands. What did, what did the process look, look like then? And, and, and what was going through your mind and your team's mind kind of once that decision was made? Yeah, it's a great question. I think we always get a little bit nervous of the unknown. How is the transition going to work? Right. And it is a little bit of that. And all those emotions are, are definitely real, but I think during our diligence process with the D4C team, it was so open and on. I mean, and we kind of laid out a path, you know, and we really knew kind of how the transition would be. And so for us, it's been very what we talked about prior to close, right? And so we, we, we talked about being open, honest, having a gradual transition. And it's been very smooth over the, like you said, the first, the first six months in terms of clinical autonomy, having a voice coming in really together as true partners and providing how do we how do we transition as smooth as possible keeping keeping in mind not to interrupt patient care quality as well as the culture of the team and all of those things really we, we discussed and talked about as we were up going up to close and we continued that process on look transition sometimes isn't easy but it's been really smooth for the most part um, for, for, for our for our experience and we're very excited about that yeah, and, 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 you know, one of the things you touched on earlier that I think folks might be interested in is, is you talked about kind of that clinical leadership team, and, and I know it was, uh, was awesome to have you and Dr. Rachel at our uh, quality care team meeting, uh, gosh, uh, maybe a month or two ago in, in Nashville that, that we did, um, where you sat around the table with the other doctor leaders of the organization, other specialists that are passionate about pediatric dental care, orthodontic care, and uh, pediatric oral surgery. T tell me a little bit about that experience and, and kind of how that 
um, uh, kind of when, and, 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 and I know that was, had to be part of the calculation you made when you ultimately chose D4C Dental Brands, but I think folks might be interested in kind of hearing a little bit about that and, and your experience joining that team, if you will, and helping to drive that dialogue and, and that quality culture of the organization. Absolutely. And, you know, clinicians making clinical decisions is paramount and D4C backs that from top to bottom and coming together in Nashville with the other doctor owner and doctor leadership team, the quality care team was great. It was great to experience it. I think that's how we get better. We talk about our challenges, our successes, we come together and we get gift, different, different each other's thoughts and say, hey, how can we put best practices in together? What are we doing that's working? What are we doing that we can maybe improve on? And when we're having those conversations, that's where the passion, that's where the fire starts. And that's where you can really make a quality care difference in terms of what we're trying to do with our patients day in and day out, as well as our team, right? It's not only just about the patients and the parents, which is definitely patient-centric focus, but really the culture of our team. How do we together partner with them to really grow the business the right way? And so those doctor quality care meetings are great because you're bringing those things, those ideas to the, to the table. And if something's working really well in one region and you bring it over, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Let's take that on and take that back. And just the power of that, right? The ability to be able to do that with each other and as resources and as true partners. And you're not alone, right? Trying to figure all of that out yourself. Or maybe you have one or two friends or colleagues that you're trying to throw ideas off. This is a group of people. Um, you know, being in 10 states like we are, I don't know if you said that earlier, around 150 locations. Yeah. That's exciting, not just from the quantity standpoint, but from the ideas, right, from the philosophy of that. And so bringing that together, taking that back to the team and then seeing those things take off and the excitement, whether it be the doctor team, the admin, the clinical team, the local leadership team to really implement those those ideas. It's exciting. It's fun. Yeah. Wow. That, that That's that's awesome. And it was again, it was just so fun. It's, it's always fun to yeah. do those meetings and have new kind of faces and, and voices at the table for all the reasons you talked about, bringing different ideas from different parts of, of the United States and, and different dental schools and different uh, um, kind of ideas and, and passion. It's a, it was a really cool experience uh, for, for a non-clinician, just kind of watch it. It was a, it was a privilege. And we got um, to hang out a little bit, Andy. So that we was did. We, we definitely did. We had a nice time. Um, uh, so we're probably rounding third here on this, but, but um, Dr. Marty, tell me, um, you know, what advice would you give to, uh, that person who's who's starting to think about the process, right? Maybe they got one office, two offices, they're thinking about transitioning. Maybe they got 14 offices and they're thinking about how do we continue to grow this? What what advice would you give them as they start in the early innings of thinking about this process in a, in a potential partnership? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And I think everyone's, you I would I would recommend knowing your why and really in your vision of where you want to go with your business and the best way to get there. For us, I think, and you know, you've heard me share this before. We were blessed and fortunate enough. We were growing around 15 to 20% a year. And if we hadn't met D4C, which is absolutely the right partner for us for the reasons that I mentioned, we would have, we had a pathway to continue to continue continue going. Excuse me. And so, but what it made we 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 really saw the vision of being able to be more efficient and more effective under the D4C umbrella and partnering together. And like I said, we're passionate to build something better together, not just by ourselves, right? And so when we started looking at that, taking some chips off the table, joining a group specialty practice who's a 
aligned with our vision, our core values in the growth of our region, which is the state of Texas, as you well aware. So know your vision, know your, your focus of where you want to take your business. Learn a little bit about, you know, about the DSO, you know, private equity space. Ask those questions as you're looking for partners or what's it going to be like. And then look, and, and as you're looking under the hood and getting to know each other, you know, then making that decision. And then once you do, don't look back, you know, really move forward on, okay, now let's go build something better together. But those are my three or four that really worked well for us, that we really kept our, like I said, you'll hear me say laser focus and not a lot, but we'll, that, that we really kept our eye on the prize there in terms of how, which way we were going to go and the why. Uh, I think that that's great advice. And, um, you know, I, last question for you, and, and, and I know it's something you're really passionate about is the team, right? You've said it a bunch. I know one of the things that's in the mind of a lot of folks that are thinking about this path is, oh my gosh, this is going to ruin my team, ruin the relationships with the team members that I've built. Um, and I know that's something from the very first conversation you and I ever had was that's something that, that you guys were laser focused on and wanted to make sure it was a good experience for the team. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and maybe um, hopefully calm some fears or, you know, or, or offer some suggestions to folks on, on how to make sure that process goes as, as well as it can. Because um, in addition to kind of making that personal choice for this is what we want to do for growth of the practice, uh, I know that folks are very concerned about their associates and, and their team members and as you were. And so um, I think you guys have done a great job of, of making that a smooth process and, and, and working closely with us to ensure that that happens. But um, maybe any advice you have in that area might be a great way to, to wrap this podcast up. Absolutely. Um, the team is so important because as clinicians, we're only as good as our team supporting us, right? And as, you know, this, the leadership team, you're only as good as your doctors and your clinical team. So it really, when done right, makes this beautiful picture, right? And really working together. Um, we are absolutely passionate about our team. Some of them, you know, have been there, had been with us all 10 years, right? We have had doctors that were with us seven to eight years. So one thing that we really haven't hit on is the growth potential, whether it be from a doctor standpoint, you know, in our region, in terms of how we are able to do doctor lead positions and grow the opportunity to buy in under the, the larger umbrella as a doctor under D4C, those, those are powerful and passionate. And a lot, of, a lot of doctors want those things. So that's one thing that we looked at in terms of our doctor team, as well as our clinical admin and our local leadership team, is their growth opportunity. Because we, we want this to be a good experience as we choose our partner. And for us, we probably, we met with quite a few DSOs. Uh, I think Andy, I told you probably around 20 or so. And for us, D4C outshined the best because of those types of things. And so absolutely, we didn't want to lose our team and incur, incur, you know, that could be a concern in terms of, you know, is that going to happen? And I think, you know, my advice on that is, Talk to them, be open on it, be open with them, be honest with them, and also let them know about the, the exciting opportunities. And, and that has been the case with D4C. We've had team members already within six months grow within that, whether it be doctors, whether it be, you know, uh, assistants or admin or local leadership, taking on more responsibility, taking on other job duties, which is a very exciting and so to have a successful business that you're partnering with that you can grow what a great opportunity if the team members want that, you know, want that opportunity to do so. Mm -hmm. And so that was really what we, you know, chose to do. We were open, honest with them. And then the growth opportunity really made it to where they were, they were very excited. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and uh, I, I'm thinking of um, even um, out of the clinical space, 
uh, a gentleman on your recruiting team, right? He's been able to relocate sure. to South Carolina and is growing and, and really uh, adding to Hill's skill set in a short period of time. So it's, it's such a great point. Such a great point. Um, well, Dr. Marty, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, the opportunity to get to talk to you and uh, spend a little time with you this morning. I uh, appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, to do this uh, episode of D4C Connects and um, look forward to seeing you again, maybe honking, talking in Nashville again. There, there we go. Andy, it's always a pleasure. Happy Friday to you and have a great weekend. Yeah, same thing to you, Dr. Marty. Have a great one. Thanks, everybody.